Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me your host Christina Ang. It's been yet another crazy week with just an endless amount of things to do, so much stuff on my to-do list. Um, although this week is not as bad as the last two weeks that I've described in this podcast, it's still pretty bad. And I apologize in advance if you guys can hear some birds or some background noise, you know, in the background of this podcast, but Hopefully you can't because that's why I upgraded my mic and put a little pop filter on it so you can just only hear my voice and not everything else around me. You guys know that I like to start off my episodes with a little catch up of what's going on in my life and I haven't done that for all of my past episodes but I think that's something that I'm going to start keep consistently doing for my future ones and this one included so that you guys know what's up even if I don't post an episode for a couple of weeks which hopefully won't be the case anytime ever. So as always, I've been busy with school, you guys already know this. I just finished an assignment for one of my favorite classes, fashion journalism, and for that assignment we had to write a journalistic article about any subject related to the topic of New York Fashion Week, which was um, I think two weeks ago. I'm not, I'm not even sure because this fashion week was like crazier than any other fashion week we've ever had, but for some of you that might sound like the most boring thing ever to write an assignment about New York Fashion Week, but... I personally love this assignment so much and I got super passionate about it when I was writing my article. And before I even started writing my article, I had to do all of like the underground research. So that meant legit watching every single New York Fashion Week show that was available online. And honestly, this season, it was really inspiring to see how well all of the designers adapted to like the digital way of showing their collections. It was quite refreshing actually. There was also kind of this sigh of relief that I didn't have to, you know, email my way into any shows this season and I could just have access to any of the designer shows that I wanted to see and that I liked. So that was really nice. Honestly, if all of the fashion weeks continue to be online, I don't think I'll be that mad about it. But anyway, I pretty much watched and read over every video and review for like all of the fashion week shows. So yeah, I was trying to find a commonality amongst the shows that I saw so that I'd have a subject to write about for my New York Fashion Week article. And I ended up writing about the common theme of the resiliency of New York City that was shown throughout like multiple collections that I noticed. A lot of designers were taking inspiration from the energy of the city and the liveliness and animation of the city, even amidst the global pandemic, and who could blame them? I just really love the concept, obviously being a New Yorker myself. And needless to say, I didn't even consider that assignment homework because I just genuinely loved writing an article about New York City and fashion. I wish I could say the same for, honestly, my other assignments, but fashion journalism is the only class I've really taken a liking to so far. It's like every other day I'm finding new sectors of the fashion industry that I slightly enjoy more than fashion design. And I know a lot of you already know this, but I'm currently majoring in fashion design, like currently now in school, but I've just you know, been questioning lately if that's something that I want to pursue for my professional career, just because I'm interested in so many other things like, for example, journalism and product development and sustainability. So, you know, definitely a lot of questions for future Christina, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Anyway, I'm sure many of you can tell what this episode is going to be about since you practically clicked on it, but today we're going to be talking all about unpaid internships. And if you're not new to this podcast, you know that the topic of internships is something that I cover quite often um, on my podcast episodes. 
I don't remember which episode it was specifically, but in one of my past ones that I already did, I kind of already, you know, mentioned a little bit of my stance on unpaid internships and how I feel about them. But I felt like it needed its own episode for you guys to fully understand my frustration with unpaid internships. And talking about my fashion journalism class before, that class was actually what inspired me to start thinking about unpaid internships again on here. Um, we were in class the other day and I think someone in my class brought up the topic of unpaid internships and then my professor whom I love so much and have so much respect for was totally outraged and just surprised that people in the fashion industry were still not paying their interns. I got really fumed and kind of went ham when we were having the discussion about it and then I literally emailed myself that exact moment to remind my future self to talk about it in a podcast episode. So that's where we are now and that's how passionate I am about talking about this topic. So as I mentioned before, this subject is not something new that I'm talking about on this podcast. I've touched on my opinions of unpaid internships before, but very briefly and not that in-depth, I don't think. In past episodes, I also talked about my past unpaid internship experiences, but I thought I would kind of talk about it again on this particular episode since that's what this is dedicated to. And for those of you who haven't listened to past episodes, you'll be hearing about my experience for the first time. I know this might be like a little bit of a touchy subject for some groups because there are a lot more factors that are involved when it comes to internships um, and whether they're unpaid or not. But if I say anything wrong or incorrect, I would definitely hope that you guys don't hold it against me and instead just reach out to me so we can talk about it together and, you know, discuss it together. But with that being said, to start off, I just want to make things clear that even though I am against unpaid internships, it's not because I think the experience itself is invaluable or a waste of time. It has more to do with the fact that I'm just really against people, especially us students, putting in the time and effort to do a job and then not getting compensated for it. And so take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt because I will most likely be, you know, shitting on unpaid internships a lot, but it's not to say that you won't get anything out of those kinds of experiences. I'm also not telling you to entirely cross out the idea of taking on an unpaid internship. You can do whatever you want, to do and if you get an opportunity for a brand or company that you really want to work with and it's unpaid then go ahead and go for it. Another reason I really wanted to talk about this topic was for anyone listening who has not quite gotten into doing any internships yet and are looking for some advice on whether or not to take opportunities that are unpaid. So to begin here are my real experiences with unpaid internships. I've had two unpaid internships throughout my entire life and it's not to say that I won't get any more in the future, I just certainly don't prefer them. And I realized that even being able to do two unpaid internships demonstrates a lot of privilege because I don't pay for my entire life. Um, I still live with my family, if you guys didn't know, and they take care of me. But some people are not in that same circumstance and some people can find themselves in, you know, better or worse circumstances, but... Regardless, it means a lot to be able to even have the opportunity to work for free since many need money to be able to like live their lives. So I truly understand how grateful I am to have gotten these experiences in the first place. But my very first internship was unpaid and it was working for a brand in lower Manhattan called Alex and Trixie, which is not to be confused with Alice and Olivia, which is what a lot of people confuse it for. And I wish I interned with Alice and Olivia for my first internship. That would be awesome. Um, I find that a lot of times people's first internships do tend to be unpaid ones, but obviously there are exceptions and if you're lucky enough to get your very first internship to be paid, then kudos to you. 
I was in my junior year of high school when I was interning for Alex and Trixie. And at that time, being as young as I was, I wasn't at all concerned with making money or getting paid for the work that I did because I was at that point really heavily being provided for by my parents, like every little thing, unlike now. So of course, getting that first internship with, you know, Alex and Trixie, Alex and Trixie was extremely gratifying for me and I was just so happy that this brand was able to take someone with little to no experience. I've talked a lot about my first internship experience on this podcast but it was pretty much just like any ordinary first internship experience. I had no expectations whatsoever and didn't know any better so I really enjoyed what I did there at the time And if you want to know the kinds of responsibilities I had with them, it was mostly a lot of administrative and organizational work, which is very typical of what your first fashion internship usually looks like sometimes. So stuff like steaming clothes for photo shoots, organizing the studio and showroom, labeling clothes, and all of that jazz. Like I said, at the time, I didn't have that many expectations of what a fashion internship was supposed to be like. So I didn't know any better and I enjoyed my responsibilities at the time. But now definitely looking back at it and seeing and, you know, comparing it to the stuff that I do today in my internship, you know, I honestly can't believe that I put myself through all of that while still being unpaid. After that first internship experience, I've done some other things like volunteering for New York Fashion Week, which I don't count as being an internship experience because it was really only for that, you know, short period of time in September. But I would say my official second unpaid internship was with Sandy Liang. Now, this wasn't my second overall internship at the time. I was working at two internships when I started with Sandy. The other one was at a textile and interior company called Casatex, which was actually my first paid internship that I really enjoyed. Um, I stayed with them for about a year and a half and really built an amazing relationship with the girls working there, many of whom I still stay in contact with today. So yes, that summer I was working two internships at the same time, and if you're wondering how, how all of that worked out, I was able to dedicate two whole days to interning with Sandy and then I put like the three other days to working at Casatex. If that all sounds like a lot, it's really not all that much. It's pretty much like working five days a week, but just in two different places. So at this point, I kind of made a promise to myself not to apply for any unpaid experiences because as I started to get older, I started to need to make and save like money for my own living and endeavors. And I was still being provided for by my parents, of course, but I mean, as you get older, you kind of just want to start having your own money for yourself to buy, you know, your own things or whatever you need to buy that your parents don't want to pay for. So I was kind of set on not applying for any unpaid stuff, but I kind of broke that rule when I applied for the internship with Sandy Liang. And that's because I've admired the brand for such a long time. And so when I found out that they were looking for interns, I kind of gave in and decided that I would apply and see if I got it. Obviously, I got the internship, and even though I was super excited to work with the Sandy team, I was also a little bit bummed out about it being unpaid because I knew that I'd I'd be spending a lot of hours working, um, you know, without any money. But the team was super nice to pay for my transportation and food needs, so I really appreciated that, you know, added benefit. The reason I kind of caved and gave in to taking the internship was because I figured if I was going to work at Casatex part-time and still get some money on the side then it would be okay if I took on another internship that was unpaid. So like in a way, I was still getting paid for my Casatex internship while also working with a brand that I really wanted to work with. The topic of unpaid fashion internships is kind of like a very controversial thing, but it's also kind of like a known thing as well, which I don't really like to be honest. 
I don't really like how this idea of an unpaid fashion internship is pretty much normalized at this point and it's like a pretty big topic that is being and has been talked about for a very long time now. There are so many articles online and you know podcast shows including mine right now that are covering the topic of unpaid fashion internships and the true meaning behind them for the sake of like free labor. I mean I honestly don't even know where to begin with the problems of unpaid internships but I think there's something really important that I mentioned before regarding the mere privilege to be able to take on an unpaid internship. Um, I wanted to share some information and stats that I read from an article on Fashionista called Are Unpaid Fashion Internships Inherently Exploitive? Also, on a completely unrelated note, I did meet the editor-in-chief of Fashionista the other day through my journalism class, so that was really cool. But anyway, going back to the article, it brought up this statement of how unpaid internships are not helping brands to achieve diversity and inclusion because the majority of people who can afford to take unpaid internships are primarily wealthy and white. I agree with this statement 100%, and it's especially prevalent at a time like this where the Black Lives Matter movement is, you know, stronger than ever and getting stronger every day. The industry has kind of made this promise of working hard to dismantle internal racism throughout, you know, the core. But honestly, how can we really see any changes with brands if they're still not paying their interns and utilizing free labor? That's just a question that I really want you guys to keep in mind, and it's something that's been on my mind for the longest time as well. Something else that is mentioned in that article, which is even more baffling, is the fact that it says interns may pay more for the privilege of interning than they actually get paid to work. They had a statistic from a report based on two years of research that said, on average, a fashion design student at the University of Cincinnati pays $37,607 for the expenses related to their internship experiences. And I know that this report is just focusing on specifically the University of Cincinnati, but that number is like truly outrageous, if you ask me. Sorry if I'm just rambling about all things unpaid internships and if there's really no structure to this episode, but I don't know if you can tell the frustration that I have with this subject and how important it is to me. I'll link any of those articles that I'm talking about in the show notes of this episode, by the way, in case any of you were interested in, you know, reading more about what I was talking about. Even before the pandemic, I know it was already super hard to find internships that were paid, but now with the pandemic actually here, it's like definitely 10 times harder because brands are just put in such a hard position financially. But I want to stress to you guys that paid internships really do exist, even though you're sitting there having convinced yourself that you've looked at every job board out there and saw literally nothing. And never fear, I wanted to dedicate this second part of this episode to letting you guys in on some of my tips on where I like to find paid internships. I know I did a whole episode on how to find internships in general and like where to search for them, but I thought I would kind of narrow your searches down a bit by helping you guys scope out those specifically paid opportunities. The same resources that I mentioned in that episode pretty much apply to this episode as well. So, you know, that includes methods that I mentioned like cold emailing brands that you like or using LinkedIn or any other job sites. Um, Also a fun tip for those of you who are still in school, definitely keep your eyes out for job boards that your school holds because there tends to be a lot of great opportunities on there as well that you just don't even know about or have never even seen. I find that a lot of people don't check them um, for for some reason. I have no idea why. And you definitely don't want to be one of those people who doesn't check them and misses out on an opportunity. So definitely look out for those. Finding paid internships specifically is all the same as finding basically any other internship. You just want to make sure that it specifically says on the description that it is paid. 
If you see any wording that mentions school credit or anything ambiguous like that, then it's most likely unpaid. Um, in any case, if it doesn't say directly in the description, don't leave it up to chance. Just go ahead and contact the person who listed the internship to find out if it is paid or unpaid. And let's say that you find out or see an internship that ends up being unpaid. Well, the great thing is that you could still negotiate through it. Bet you didn't think you can do that, but you could. A lot of the times, if you think it's one thing, that doesn't mean that, you know, it's like set in stone. You can definitely work it out with the HR people and maybe, you know, allow them to pay you. I actually did that for one of my past internships and it worked out really great. So highly recommend you guys negotiating your way through that. And you never know, just asking might get you somewhere. There's literally no harm in asking. The worst that they can say is no. Another method that is a little less unconventional but still efficient is one that I've never actually mentioned on this podcast before. You can find internships on fashionista.com. If you know about this website, you might never have realized that you could find internships on there. And if you don't know this website, then I'm telling you about it now. So something I learned in the past year or so was you can actually specifically search for paid internships on there. So if you go on Google and search up word for word paid internships fashionista, literally the first link will be the link that brings you to a selection of paid internship options. There's everything from design to PR internships on there, so definitely check it out if that's something that sounds interesting to you. Not a lot of people actually know about this method, so now you guys do. That is pretty much all of the wisdom that I have to share with you guys today, but I hope that at least some of it helps. Not sure if I mentioned this in the beginning, but I apologize immensely for putting this episode out so late, but hopefully I won't be late anymore on my uploads we'll see. These days, I'm dealing with like 100 things at a time. So yeah, I'm looking forward to more engaging episodes where I share a lot more useful advice about internships and career opportunities and stuff like that. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. Anyway, love you guys always and see you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.